Greetings, flesh wound horror freaks, and welcome to a vinegar syndrome special. We haven't done one of these in a while, so we figured uh, might as well. Might as well. It's been a, it's been a minute. Of course, we've been really busy with Oscar season and our big Oscar shows coming up. Uh, so, yeah, but we managed to squeeze this in. I don't know how. I've watched like <laughs> I swear like a hundred movies this month, and that's probably accurate when you count up all the oscar stuff alone uh but nonetheless we're here tonight to talk about movies that will not be nominated for any should oscar. have been <laughs> maybe should have been should have been I, I don't know not uh well hey we'll get into that because anthony wong who's in all three of these movies that we're going to talk about in a moment did win the equivalent of an oscar for some of his uh, some of his performances not these ones but we are covering the Made in Hong Kong Volume 1 Blu-ray box set from Vinegar Syndrome, which collects three films that are Cat 3 and Cat 3 adjacent. Um, Demon's Baby, I believe, is a Cat 2B, which is a little confusing. In a nutshell... That contains a. It's not for children, obviously. None of these movies are for children. You uh, don't be don't be showing these to the children, guys. You're don't normally want... the one telling me show this stupid shit to the children. Oh no, they're just gonna show it to the kids. Well, not that sadistic. I mean, well, I'd be okay with Demon's Baby. See, show Demon's Baby to your children. Um, so Demon's Baby is a cat to be film, which. Contains most of the same elements of a cat three. It's just no explicit sex. You can kind of see the difference when you watch these. It's, it's a little bit confusing. I'm sure somebody, uh, but I think that in a nutshell, that's it. Still's got it. Still has the violence. Still has uh, most of the same elements. Just no explicit sex, which uh, will contrast with some other films uh, on this set. Uh, so. These th this particular set covers the late '90s period of Hong Kong film, uh, which Hong Kong was kind of just the handover. It just happened two years prior uh, back to China. There's a lot of stuff going on in the country at the time. Budgets for a lot of these were on the lower side. Uh, were you a VCD guy, Todd? Yeah. Because yeah, the a lot of these films that were that, well, the three we're talking about tonight were popular imports. We would get them on a, a a VCD here, which you could explain it a little better than me. But the quality was not great. Uh, it didn't have to not be not great. It just depends mm -hmm. on the code. Because um, like something like I had Deadly Camp on VCD. And yes, the quality was lacking, but I also had other stuff that was more modern. Little, from, yeah. Yeah. So it's MPEG one instead of MPEG two. So you're thinking, you know, like a, not the highest of quality. It, it's, but it's not horbel. It's just a different compression. Yeah. We've never really talked too much about this particular era of film. We have covered some of the more popular cat three stuff on the channel in the past but uh but uh, basically a vcd was a cd mm -hmm. and it could fit 
I believe it was like if you had a 72 minute CD, 60 minute CD, like for music, it would still do the same for video. So mo- pretty much most movies are on two VCDs. I know I got Friday the 13th uncut VCD. Still got a bunch of them. But um, yeah, normally two CDs. And you could actually burn them yourself on a, an actual audio CD and make your own. Because mm-hmm. it was they were literally movies on audio CD. Well, CDs that were generally people think of audio. CDR sort of. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Well, I mean, the VCDs were pressed, but it's the same technology it's just a video cd as it's literally yeah yeah uh you still have those in your i i still have some of them i know i still have friday the 13th the burning i should still have deadly camp um the convent i got a bunch of nice nice a jason x bootleg i got from like china it's like (laughs) i didn't know it was when i got it but whatever you you've got so much awesomeness packed into a relatively small garage. That's that's like really no, no, that's cool. in the closet. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I was actually looking at those recently because I was going to get rid of some of thin out some of them. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Not popping in the old VCDs very often. Well, there's no reason to do that uh, this time because, of course, Vinegar Syndrome is always does a great job transferring these films. And uh, so I'm going to do this a little bit different because I think it gives a little context. I'm going to hit some of the special features first uh, just to run those down because, uh, as always, Vinegar Syndrome does a stellar job. We get a, uh, a, a, a video essay with uh, Sam Dagan and Charles Perks on Anthony called Anthony Wong, the Cat 3 King. Uh, so this one runs about 11 minutes. It runs down his career. It, it, it's Anthony Wong may has made over 200 films and it, it's quite remarkable to see him in some of these, which, which are very low budget in comparison. Uh, but yet he would be making these around the same time as, <laughs> as, as his big breakout films. I mean, this is a guy who was in Hard Boiled, uh, Full Contact also with Chow Yun-Fat. And of course, there's the Herman Yao relationship that they run down, uh, arguably the two most famous Cat 3 films, Ebola Syndrome and The Untold Story. Uh, Hard to argue those two, though. (laughs) Hard, very hard to to argue with those. This goes over kind of uh, some of his early cat three stuff erotic ghost story two um and that relationship it's a it's a nice little uh little piece on some of his work and uh unearthed films i highly recommend you grab uh untold story and of course ebola syndrome on 4k from vinegar syndrome those and, are the titans yes and uh untold story mm-hmm. also is that really great cat three documentary also yeah, which that really will explain in greater detail. Um, there is also Demon's Baby, a video essay by author, critic, Alexander, Alexandra Heller Nicholas. Uh, this runs eight minutes. Uh, it talks a little bit about uh, some comparisons with Robin Hardy's Wicker Man uh, and... Uh, goes into stuff that we'll talk about when we review the movie. But uh, another nice little piece uh one of the longer commentaries that we get on 
uh, well, sorry, got my notes mixed up. One of a uh, few commentary, a uh, couple commentaries that we get, uh, Erotic Nightmare, uh, Sam Dagan handles the commentary on that. And in addition to the movie, uh, discusses the post Hong Kong, uh, the, the Cat 3 in the post Hong Kong handover to China. Uh, some really good background on that because uh, category three, it's both a rating and a genre in a weird way. You can hear it referred to in different ways. Uh, and very similar to the video nasties, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, there's more cat three. But, uh, yeah, somewhere between a hard R and an NC-17, essentially. No, I wouldn't wouldn't say between. I'd say it's full-on NC-17. Yeah, it depends. There's different kinds of Cat 3s. There's some, uh, you know, the more erotic ones. They never really go triple X, though. So that's – there's weird elements to them to identify them if you didn't know going in that it was a cat three. There's usually unpleasant sex, <laughs> uh, comedic elements, uh, which they talk about on this uh, commentary, comparable to like Italian sex comedies. Uh, they're nasty, yet at the same time, there's definitely that that humor in them. Um, lots of unpleasant sexual stuff, though, at the same time. Uh, they they talk about the beginning, Cat 3 kind of coming about uh, uh, for uh, Man Behind the Sun, which despite like kind of being a serious historical uh, period piece is also very much an exploitation film, uh, which he talks about. And uh, just that, that weird element that it was big studios and mainstream actors uh, these are not if you're just dipping your toes there were huge names that were part of this cat three boom and uh she discusses the different types uh the softcore smash hit sex and zen which you haven't heard of that that's a huge one um some of the more fantasy-based black magic flicks, uh, which Erotic Nightmare kind of falls into both of those, the crime thrillers, the triad films. Uh, This is a a great commentary that also will name drop a lot of stuff that you might want to seek out uh, that hopefully maybe Vinegar Syndrome uh, has a a hold of, uh, including the uh, Troublesome Night horror anthology uh series and uh yeah great commentary we also get a commentary track on uh deadly camp by the hysteria continues they talk about the original shockingly bad subtitles uh (laughs) for this film which are also included on the disc so you get (laughs) the newly translated subs and then the really really bad ones which i think is kind of a cool option uh, to have on this blu-ray and i uh, i think vinegar syndrome was really smart for including that because with that film mm. as we'll talk about you know what add something to have it i gotta do this and call out some, some bullshit or some selective Ooh. memories on this yeah i'm calling out vinegar syndrome and i don't think i've done this yet before bio Ooh. bio zombie the comment i'm not one who's like mad the commentary's not there 
Mm-hmm. But they said that wasn't there because it wasn't, you know, authorized. You know, it wasn't something they did. But why are these subtitles there then? Interesting. I mean, I I feel you both should on each one. You should have both. I'm just saying there's a little bit of, mm-hmm. you know, something doesn't add a hundred percent up. There you go. Todd has laid down the law. No, uh, I, I I'm just saying. Like, I mean, if if one's not, you know. Approved by the studio, I mean, or mm-hmm. you know, done by the filmmakers. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, uh, I'm glad they're there because uh, no, I am too. Yeah, and kind of why I wish that shitty, shitty dub was on that other disc because <laughs> that was great at parties. <laughs> oh, absolutely. In fact, you, one could argue maybe that's the best way to watch Deadly Camp, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, this also goes deeper into like the VCD uh era and importing films like this uh, at the time uh you know you were of course a little bit older much more knowledgeable but uh i was kind of into the tape trading stuff around that time too so i'd see stuff like deadly camp the japanese chainsaw massacre uh (laughs) stuff like that and we'll see if it lives up to that but um it also uh I, i really like this commentary of course hysteria continues are kind of like slasher based that's their specialty and they talk this era of the hong kong slasher uh which at this point it was scream mania in the u.s but uh scream never really influenced this era of of hong kong slasher as much it really was kind of sticking to the the formula of 80s slashers a lot of these films Uh, there i feel like i could probably come up with a couple exceptions to that but generally speaking scream didn't really have an impact on them which i thought was was interesting it just for whatever reason that just wasn't a thing uh in hong kong they'd rip off stuff certainly but uh, i think that's and this is uh, yeah i think that's like too intricate of a plot for them to like do it the hong kong way I think mm-hmm. you kind of got to dumb it down for that their style, and I think the eighty slasher style works perfect for it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I get that. I, I don't know how Scream would have translated. Um, they uh, also talk about the Deadly Camp two thousand three sequel, which much more sexually graphic, uh, and uh, kind of compare like some of these films, which aren't as explicit as an Ebola syndrome. Um, This is a good commentary because it also talks Anthony Wong just winning the equivalent of a Best Actor Oscar (laughs) uh, for Beast Cops, which was a huge hit in Hong Kong just a year before. And here he is in this low-budget slasher. Um, Good for him. (laughs) <laughs> there's there's some good and some of these titles uh, i think at some point we might tackle on the show this is kind of rumored to be a loose remake of the 1980 dennis Yu film the beasts which is a really nasty revenge exploitation film uh which i'd love to cover sometimes i don't think we've uh ever uh talked about that one there's issues with it because of unlicensed songs that they used from the police, uh, which kind of makes it a problem. Uh, love to see something happen with that, though. That is definitely a big film. I'd like to see them 
uh, maybe vinegar syndrome come up with a way to put out. Um, uh, there's also, uh, this also goes over some other films, which I'm just going to name drop because you may want to seek them out as, as hard as it might be. Not the 1985 Hong Kong slasher, the Island, which is kind of similar, uh, to this one. Uh, he lives by night from 1982, which is kind of a, uh, kind of inspired by dress to kill. It's got a lot of Dario Argento homages, um, another one love to see at some point uh and what one that i definitely want to do todd uh it's an it's a really obscure slasher called the devil returns and this is like a very very shameless halloween ripoff uh that uh from what i understand and i i know i've seen footage i think from this at some point i don't know that i ever watched a good version of the entire movie though uh it's uh Another one that has unauthorized music, unfortunately, taken from The Exorcist, which is an issue with that one. Uh, but it, it is, from what I understand, like kind of almost borderline scene by scene. I have to confirm that by actually watching it, but uh, um, in a hopefully decent version. But uh, yeah, that, so there's a lot of good info here. It's worth listening to the commentaries just to maybe make a list of similar films you might like. And just to wrap up the extras, yes, fantastic job by Vinegar Syndrome as always. Uh, love these commentary tracks. Uh, Sam Dagan, Hysteria continues. They, they always do an amazing job and they all know their shit. So with on that note, let's review the movies. Uh, so the first film, we'll review them in the, the order that they have them is uh, <clears throat> The Demon's Baby, which is a 1998 film from writer-director Kant Lung. And in this one, legend has it many years ago, five evil spirits were trapped inside ornate jars and sealed in the mountains to protect humanity from destruction. However, when a power-hungry ruler searching for treasure raids the secret chamber that houses these jars, he brings them home to his five wives, along with other riches he uncovers. Our kind of guy. Unaware <laughs> of the power contained in these jars, things take an unexpected turn when the jars are accidentally opened, and the ruler's five wives all become impregnated with evil fetuses hungry for human flesh. Hate it when that happens. <laughs> it is up to the palace's cook, his secret girlfriend, and a local Taoist priest to stop these man-eating babies before they escape and destroy the world. All right, so I'm going to say right off the bat, double this one up with Necrophiles, uh, which Vin uh, Visual Vengeance just put out on Blu-ray. Necrophiles is much more crazy, much, much more low budget, uh, but they go together. Have a, you know, killer baby double feature. Uh, or, you know, you can also throw It's Alive in there if you so wish. That might be. Uh, well, I'm never going to say no to It's Alive, so. Yeah. <laughs> Make it an evening. Um, well, I might say no to the remake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to ruin the night. Uh, so. So this one. uh the shit hits the fan towards the end. Before then, a uh, lot of comedy, a lot of sort of typical Cat 5 uh, uh, comedy here. Uh, 
nothing uh nothing too like graphic uh on a on a sexual level considering the a lot of room for it with the concubines uh there's a lot of infighting backstabbing jealousy uh we, we spend a decent amount of time is establishing uh these characters and uh it's it's all um it's all it's all pretty interesting you have to be a little bit patient if you're looking for the craziness which does come in uh later on um and boy does it <laughs> i think this will definitely appease practical effects fans uh there's a really wild scene where uh one of the uh one of the concubine stomachs stomach splits open and eats a puppy uh <laughs> there's uh um all sorts of uh just demon fetus action uh in the uh in the the village uh, pretty high body count uh at one point a belly eats uh, this guy's face uh, there's uh, <laughs> you get to see kind of the fully formed demon babies at one point somebody gets like skin down to a skeleton uh lots of craziness in the finale um i love this i it's one of those ones you got to be patient because it takes a little bit a little bit of time to get to the you know the special effects extravaganza but i think it's worth the journey for sure um as always, Anthony Wong kind of playing this uh, monk character gets to do a lot of comedy. Uh, he's an amazing actor. Like I said, part of being in all these super serious films and all this exploitation, he's somebody that can truly say he's kind of done it all uh, in terms of, of acting. Uh, you know, you, you didn't there's a lot of big Hollywood actors that sort of had their B movie runs, but even, even back in the day, you didn't see too, you know, you didn't see like Brando doing like demons, baby. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I always really admired him for being able to do that, uh, to, to really go to not bottom of the barrel or anything, but certainly in terms of budget and just jump back and forth was always really cool. Uh, I think this one is a blast. I have a ton of fun with it. How about you, Todd? Uh, yeah, it's funny because I don't remember if this is one I'd seen previously. If it was, it may have been one of those days I was drinking on some 40s or something. So it, it was definitely felt like a first time watch and i was getting a little impatient i was like all right you know because you kept telling me cat three adjacent cat three adjacent so i was like all right so that just means that we're, we're missing the cat three stuff so but once it picks up and we get to like the last third um it, it makes it worth the wait yeah and and i you know i enjoyed some of the comedy and the sort of uh, palace politicking back and forth. I, I thought it uh, it was never boring to me. And like yeah. I said, what a what a hell of a final act. So I yeah, I had a ton of fun with this one. Yeah. Uh, what do you rate this one, Todd? <sighs> it's a hard one because I like I said, it, it did make it worth the wait. 
I'm I'm a three and a half. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm a three and a half as well. I I had a lot of fun with it, um, and I think you know if demon babies sounds like a good time to you it probably will be as well just not the definitive demon baby movie no. uh, but we could all use some demon babies uh, all right so let's already have them. <laughs> all right so next up is a, the 1999 film erotic nightmare from director Man chang and in this one Sexually frustrated due to his wife's medical condition, Yep finds himself preoccupied with dreaming about erotic encounters with beautiful women. Thanks to a chance encounter, Yep meets a modern-day sorcerer who promises to give him erotic dreams beyond his wildest imagination. Yep can't help but take up the man's intriguing proposition and at first is very satisfied with the arrangement. However, Yep soon discovers that these dreams come with a price and he must find a way to free himself of the sorcerer's spell before it's too late. All right. So this is uh, definitely a more sexually uh, explicit film. Uh, some some heavier uh, Cat 3 elements there. Some, some on, once again, kind of a perfect example because there is some like, unpleasant sexual stuff in this yet at the same time most of it's kind of goofy uh very much uh in the vein of a sex comedy um even some of the scenes that are you know it may not be a, it may not be a movie for the ladies uh, there's a <laughs> scene where uh, i'm gonna get myself in trouble it's not supposed to be funny but the way it it is shot with a guy like just whacking her with a shoe like <laughs> over and over was kind of almost got so ridiculous it turned to comedy. I think it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. The, there's a yeah, there, it sort of straddles that line of being like really <laughs> offensive. Uh if you don't like woke <laughs> woke horror movies, these are definitely not woke. Um but uh we get Anthony Wong has a lot to do here. He has a bigger role in this, um, which uh, uh, is always nice to see. Uh, it opens up in a hospital where uh, Anthony Wong walks in on a nurse giving a blowjob to a guy. Uh, and there's there's some aftermath on the face. So, you know, right away, it's like, okay, this is definitely uh, <laughs> more, more Cat 3. Uh, again, not Triple X or anything. But um, So was this one also a Cat 2B? No, this one's definitely Cat 3. I'd oh, it's full? Track, okay. But, yeah. um, and as we get deeper in the plot, basically Anthony Wong is trying to cut a deal to build this mall on this sort of holy land where he meets Fong, the, the sorcerer uh, who sort of pitches him his first dream, gets him hooked. Um, and this is, like I said, kind of the more soft core sex comedy stuff at first with the dreams. Uh, and uh, as you can imagine, things get more and more sinister kind of, uh, you know, wish master with a lot more, boobs basically in a nutshell 
um, uh, really fun. There's a really funny scene where uh, just as he's he's getting ready to get some action, uh, his uh, his mom, I believe, uh, appears and chases him around with garden shears, threatening him with castration. That was that was pretty funny. Um, and at this point, he starts to wake up and realize that there's a very serious cost to these dreams and uh, people are dying. Um, and uh, yeah, so so this this one's definitely more in the exploitation realm. I could recommend Demon's Baby as something for, to, to more just straight horror fans that maybe want to try something a little different. This is definitely more for the exploitation uh, lovers and I enjoyed it quite a bit. How about you, Ted? Yeah, this one definitely does does feel more, you know, you can feel the exploitation. And that's what I, I tend to like. I do think I enjoyed this one a little better than the last one, but they're okay. they're actually pretty close. Um, like I do enjoy both. I have issues with, you know, like I said, the first one feels like it. Mm-hmm. It takes a while, but then you get your payoff, so it's good. Um yeah, I, I think the humor works and well, I don't, I don't know how erotic it is, but it's still pretty damn, damn entertaining. You like to see somebody whacked with a shoe, you know, hey. yeah. no king oh. shaming here. There you go. Um, yeah, this one's definitely more for the exploitation fans. If you're just more into it for the, the horror element, you may not find as much to enjoy in this one. Really good villain uh, in the film though. Uh, it, it, which uh, is uh, played by uh, Ting Yip Ng, Ting Yip Ng, uh, played who plays Fong. Really, really good. Uh, you'll recognize him from a bunch of other things, uh, and I think uh, he really sells this character quite well. You're hoping he gets his comeuppance, and well, you got to watch the movie to find out if he does. Uh, so. Todd, what do you rate this one? I'm actually the same as the last one. I'm a three and a half on this one. I am a, a three. Okay. I'm close. I might favor the other one a little bit. But, of course, I love exploitation and horror, so I still had a blast uh, yeah. with, with both of these. All right. So, moving on to our third film from 1999 and... Uh, Full disclosure, this was the one I was most anticipating from the set. (laughs) Oh, okay. So had you seen this before? You said you weren't sure? No, 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 no. I wasn't sure on our first one. um, Oh, okay. No, Deadly Camp, yeah, because I had the VCD. So it it was nice to see it in a much better presentation. Oh, yeah. I mean... Um, yeah, I distinctly remember this one. V, it was a popular VCD because yeah. I can remember it, like I said, in the, the well, tape trading days, uh, in into DVD at this point. That one popped up a lot. It's like you gotta see Deadly Camp, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre in Japan, and uh, well, let's see if it if it lives up to that. Uh, that label. So this is a 1999 film from writer director Bowie Lau, and this one follows a group of friends take a boat to a remote island to camp out and party for a few days. 
Uh, no Sega raves. If you, get, <laughs> if you get that one, good on you. Or, sorry. Uh, after arriving on the island, they soon discover that the people they were there to meet seem to have gone missing. What's even more concerning is that the group of friends stumble across another group of campers who are also on the island to look for their missing friends, too. After learning that the island is riddled with deadly traps, things take an even more extreme turn for the campers when they find themselves being stalked and killed by a bandaged maniac wielding a chainsaw. Unfairly labeled by many as the Hong Kong Friday the 13th, The Deadly Camp is a true-life slasher film, a true-to-life slasher film made with a Hong Kong flair. While, bar- while borrowing heavily from many popular American horror films, The Deadly Camp still manages to stand out on its own, thanks in part to a cast of young Hong Kong actors that ultimately leads to a hefty body count and surprise ending. All right, so um, Deadly Camp. Uh, this is one... Uh, I'd be curious, I don't know if Kruger watched it, but I'd be curious to get his... Uh, his opinion because it's going to disappoint you if you're looking for the gore. Yeah. There's not a lot here. The goriest bit is probably getting caught in like a bamboo trap and impaled. Um, There's a lot of off screen or, you know, you just kind of see the chainsaw and it cuts to a far away shot and you just, you know, it's not, it's not the most bloody film. And I think that might, disappoint a lot of slasher fans that are that are looking for something a, a bit more on the extreme side of things um i think it's fun but how about you God? What, what do you think about this one uh yeah i know it's funny because you were saying that i was thinking the exact same thing with kruger because i don't remember it being that dry i guess i'll put it that way mm-hmm. um but i mean it didn't bother my shit Half the well, yeah, about half the Friday the Thirteenth we watch are missing gore, um, <laughs> but no, I, I think it is a fun homage to those slashers. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed the the killer in this one quite a bit. Uh, you know, nothing too original in terms of look, just bandages covering up, you know, burns or uh, disfigurement, whatever. It's not quite clear. Uh, and uh, his son, which um, uh, is challenged, and uh, uh, he's super protective of him. If anybody disrespects the son in even just a, a minor way, he's ready to wield that chainsaw pretty quick. Uh, and that I think that's a strong point in this film. They at least make uh, a standout villain character yeah. and like i said there's some surprises there too uh i i thought the killer was very interesting the tone of this one is very comedic uh, there's uh, you know there's a little bit of nudity nothing too significant uh it, it's it's a lighter slasher but it is like i said entertaining um anthony wong not in this one is as, as much uh there's one funny scene where he's trying to to sell them a condom uh uh on the beach um and a lot of these characters are super annoying you're just kind of waiting for them to die horribly uh there's 
dialogue like uh one character mocks his friend's uh dick which is kind of random like don't look at your friend while he's taking a piss but uh yeah i thought i was like uh there okay <laughs> there's golden dialogue last time i pissed outside there was a gust of wind and my dick hit a dog's head uh, <laughs> so it's a it's academy award level writing um and I like this one. I, I think a lot of people might watch it and just think it's kind of stupid. It, it's it's not a great entry point for these kinds of films by any means. Oh, no. Uh, yet there is something endearing about it, if you can overlook the, the lack of gore. Uh, more off screen than, than I'd like as well. I, I would say Kruger will probably not like this one. <laughs> not to give a review for him but uh but it's paced really well it's never boring there's not a, there's always something going on you're not you know checking your watch or anything too much but this is definitely yeah jump into like an ebola syndrome first or something like that and this one's not true cat three either but no. uh so this is kind of a unique set i really like that they put this out because there's a lot of these movies that I've been waiting for for a long time to get like a proper Blu-ray release. We're getting a lot more this year. I know uh, Calamity of Snakes, uh, Taxi Hunter, I think is coming. Uh, that this this era of film is is finally kind of getting its due. Uh, so since we talked about it so much, I grabbed a picture of the VCD to throw up. Oh, nice! So there we go. There you go. Looks like a CD, <clears throat> but it's got two discs in there, part one and part two. Yeah, you know, it would have been interesting if if that basic idea took off a little bit more in terms of the packaging, like, you know, CDs instead of Blu-rays. It might have changed a lot, though. I think it might have died a little quicker. My I don't know if people would be as, like, I don't know, you're not going to really... I guess you could have a slip cover for it still. Yeah, I got I CDs with slip covers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe just you would have said. I don't think you'd know any different, so it wouldn't make a, a difference to you. Like if we had yeah. DVDs and jewel cases and then Blu-rays, I mean, mm. maybe we have a little blue thing on the side instead, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I always like, thought we'd evolve. I mean, I don't think there'll be another physical media format, but... I always thought we'd evolve into like a really small, like coin, like sort of thing. I that see, I never thought that because it kind of takes the yeah. point of physical media away. Because I mean, you want something you can tangibly hold. So to make yeah. it any smaller, it's like, well, here we go. I got my flash drive. There we go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, maybe you were right, Dan. There you go. There you go. It's <laughs> the future, cutting edge think- tech. I think I got 500 megabytes on this. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. I could put 10 pictures on there. It's a lot of hub videos. Um, no, it's not, Dan. You're, <laughs> I don't well, I was I, guessing. You could have just made it like I, I knew what I was talking about. You, you do know what you're talking about, Dan. It has all the gigabytes. Yeah, but this is megabytes. This isn't even half a gigabyte. This is half a gigabyte. So like kilobytes. Maybe two gigabytes gigabytes megabytes is that like the tier there no it goes 
Jesus, now I'm all confused. Yeah. Kilobytes? Wait, what were the ones? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You're the technology guy. Well, it's I know. Well, because, yeah, I don't use anything other than gigabytes, so like anything lower. So yeah. I know gigabytes, terabytes, and then mil- kilobytes. Minibytes. Yeah, I don't fucking, you're fucking Just say you're it with con- convention. You're con- just confusing conviction. me now. Yeah, I know. All right, so <sighs> I rate this one a, oh, yeah. a two and a half. It, it's fun. It's not one you're going to revisit too often. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of funny moments. I, I, I like like Anthony Wong essentially offering to to show the the son of the killer how to screw <laughs> like his girlfriend. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but it's a goofy movie. It's probably not going to be what a lot of you are looking for. Uh, so two and a half seems fair. Yeah, I think I have a little bit of nostalgia on this one. I, I do enjoyed it it is fun um it's funny because i told before i rewatch i was like yeah Kruger, i think you'll like it then after i rewatch, i was like that gore is gonna be an issue <laughs> <laughs> um so but even with that said i'm a three and uh i believe one of the commentaries they actually do talk about this the director of deadly camp also made a sex comedy which we'll have to find at some mm. point called The Electrical Girl from 2001. And it's about a girl who blasts electricity from her vagina when she gets turned on. So there you go. And it's called what? Electrical Girl from 2001. Um, That would seem to be an issue, though, because if, like, she's wet, wouldn't that just, like, charge her? Like, just... Don't think too hard, Dan. Well, I I need to make sense of electrical girl talk. I need to make sense of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, so as a whole, look, at this point, I really want this stuff that, that's never really had a proper release to come out. So I command Vinegar Syndrome for, for putting this out. I think it's a great set. I think um, you said I think you said I command Vinegar Syndrome. Too. I was like, okay. Oh man. no, I'm not like making threats or anything, Todd. I'm I commend them okay. from like, yeah, it's not like put out electrical girl on 4K or you know, I'm gonna well, throw, throw down. Looking at the stills, uh, coming it looks for like you, it, Ruben. It looks like it was shot on video, so your your vinegar syndrome, you know, fantasies are gone on that one. Uh, you never know. Never say never, Tad. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't mean to be a visual dude. vengeance. Visual vengeance. There you go. You still got a uh, unearthed. Unearthed. Yeah. There's there's, there's a still... lot of people starting to dip their toes into this. So, uh, but I, I highly recommend the set. Absolutely. But uh, if you're you're a cat three virgin. Uh, check out like Untold Stories, a good entry point. Dr. Lamb, um, Untold Story, of course. I mean, check those out before this. Um, on that, and also, I always recommend a lot of the Shaw Brothers horror films, stuff like Boxer's Omen, um, you know, all of that black magic, all, all of that's gold too. So, uh, they all go together pretty well. So, on that note. That's all we have for you this evening. Be sure to check out our our last review show uh, where we talk Children of the Corn 2023. 
hunt her kill her we got a lot of good reviews on that so be sure to check it out if you have not already if you weren't able to listen live uh, also our oscar shows be sure to tune into those and patreon.com slash flesh wound features it all starts at just a buck and you get early exclusive uncensored content and on that note that's all we got for you good night good evening i know i feel like we're missing a third atra but whatever we're out